going to read from Psalms 150, beginning with verse number 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Simply want to use the psalmist's own words. He begins the psalm and ends the psalm with the same phrase, Praise ye the Lord. That's what I want to title our message this morning. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Thank you for allowing us the privilege, the opportunity to gather together with those of like precious faith. You said where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst of you. I thank you for that. Lord, in your presence there's fullness of joy. I pray you'd fill us with the joy of the Holy Ghost this morning. That you'll let us, Lord, allow us to worship you. God, as the Word of God is preached, to worship you in spirit and in truth. I pray, Lord, you'd break the bands of oppression asunder. And, oh, God, that you would drive out every foul spirit of hell that would hinder our minds and our hearts from receiving your Holy Word. Save and heal and feel and deliver and loose and set free. All for Christ's sake, for he has won the victory. He gave his life on Calvary so that one and all might be saved. Father, honor him. God, exalt him. Magnify him in the praises of your people today. God, we ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. You know, when we look at this psalm, it is not a suggestion. It is an imperative command that we praise the Lord. In this psalm, when he commands us to praise the Lord, then he equips us to be able to praise him. God doesn't ask you to do something and then not equip you or give you the right tools or instruments with which to do the job. If God asks you to do something, He will enable you or equip you to do that that He has asked of you to do. So in verse 1, we receive a command, Praise ye the Lord. And then He gives us the first thing in order to praise Him. God gives us something to praise Him in. God gives us something to praise Him in. Listen, my house is my house. Your house is your house. A restaurant's built for the purpose of eating. A gym for the purpose of exercise. A school for the purpose to teach or to learn. On and on we could go, but the house of God has been hallowed, it has been consecrated, it has been dedicated as God's house. God's house. A house sanctified for the purpose of seeking God in prayer 
and worshiping and praising God in spirit and in truth. He said he commands us to praise him, and then he gives us something to praise him in. He said praise him in the sanctuary. That is the word uh, Kadesh. Let me pull it back up. It's the word Kadesh, meaning a sacred place or thing. Rarely or abstractly, it means to sanctify. It is a consecrated thing, a dedicated thing, a hallowed thing, and a holy thing. That is what the word sanctuary means. God has hallowed this place, dedicated it, consecrated and called it holy for the purpose that God said, I will meet you here. This is my house. Does it mean that God is always inside this building? No, no more than it means you're always inside your house. But God is everywhere. But God said, I have hallowed this place to place my name here. And when you come here, I promise I will meet with you here. This is the house of God. God has given us a place and set it aside saying, this is the place where I will meet with you when you come to worship me. In Mark 13 and verse 34, for the Son of Man is as a man taken a far journey who left his house. Amen. Do you know that Jesus is that Son of Man? And he did take a far journey to heaven to the throne room of God where he ever lives to make intercession for us. And while he is away, he said he left unto us his house. Think about that. In Psalms 93 and verse number 5, Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thy house, O Lord, forever. This is not just uh, any old place, uh, but this place, the Bible said, uh, holiness becomes the house of the Lord. In Psalms 84 and verse number 1, to the chief musician upon Getith, a psalm for the sons of Korah, how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. The word amiable, amiable, how beautiful, how beautiful are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Was that your heart this morning? Did your heart cry? Did it desire? He said, even faints uh, to be in the courts uh, of the Lord. He longed. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house uh, of the Lord. If we're dreading going to church, something's wrong. We ought to long to be in his house. Uh, our heart ought to, ought to pant. It ought to literally faint, longing for the day that we gather together in the house uh, of the Lord. He said uh, in, in verse number 3, Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will be still 
praising thee. He went on to say in verse 10, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. He said a day in the house of God is better than a thousand days out there in the world. Can you say amen? In John chapter 2 and verse 13, it said, The Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence. Make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And the disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Do you know Jesus loved the house of God? I said, do you know Jesus loved the house of God? When they came to arrest him in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, why do you come to me with staves and with spears and with swords? He said, I was with you daily in the temple. Amen. It was his daily practice to find himself in the house of God. Psalm 73 and verse number 1, a psalm of Asaph. Truly, God is good to Israel. Has God been good to you? <laughs> Has God been good to you? Amen. Even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, he said, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Uh, he said, God has always been good. But as for me, I was almost backslid. He said, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. He said, I had my eyes upon the wicked man and seen that nothing evil was befalling him. I was living for God and having a hard time. They were living like the devil and doing well. And he said, I had watched them till I almost backslid. And then he read in verse 16, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. That's a good place to go when you almost backslid. That's a good place to be when you've got your eyes on the world and in the wrong place. Oh, yeah, I'd go to church if I were you. I'd go to the house of God. Amen. Let the Word of God be preached. Let Christ be magnified. Let the Word of God exalt His name. Let Christ be lifted up in your heart. In His presence there's fullness of joy. And at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I'm preaching to you about the house of God. He said, praise you the Lord. And if you'll praise me, I'll give you somewhere to praise me in. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Where are you sitting this morning? You're in the sanctuary of God. Amen. You ought to praise Him this morning. You ought to lift up holy hands and give Him a, a praise this morning. Amen. The psalmist said, Clap your hands, O you people, and shout unto the Lord your God with a voice of triumph. Where are you at this morning? You're in the sanctuary of God. God said, I gave you this place for the purpose of praising me. I gave you this house for the purpose of loving me. We're not here to be seen. We're not here for any other reason but to magnify the King of Kings, but to praise the name of Almighty God.
God. You got ready. You you burnt gas this morning. You exerted the energy and the effort to come to the house of God. This is why it's here to praise the Lord. He said, I'll give you something to praise me in. He said, not only praise him in the sanctuary, but praise him in the firmament of his power. The word firmament means the atmosphere. You know that when you begin to praise God, it creates an atmosphere conducive for God to dwell in. God inhabits praise. He said, I don't inhabit metal buildings. But I, when people come inside that metal building and begin to praise me, then I inhabit their praises. Hallelujah to God. He said, praise Him in the sanctuary and then praise Him in the firmament of His power. Listen, when He comes down and inhabits the praise, when you worship God, you create an atmosphere for God to dwell in. The seraphims and the cherubims fly over the throne of God and cry one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with His glory. Again, we see them in Revelation. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. We see Him in heaven seated on the throne and all round about the throne of the four and the, uh, 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 or the four and the twenty, or uh, uh, the twelve, man, I've got my numbers all mixed up. The beasts and the elders, uh, they're all there surrounding the throne uh, and they're crying. They're crying. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor and power and wisdom and strength. Uh, hallelujah to God. He said it was a number that no man can number. Amen. Heaven would not be heaven if Jesus wasn't there. I said heaven would not be heaven if Jesus was not there. And the only reason Jesus is going to be there is because all of us are going to be there worshiping and praising and magnifying Him. He inhabits the praise of His people. Do you know Jesus was born into the tribe of Judah? Judah means praise. Hallelujah. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. When the Holy Ghost comes, when the presence of God is near, He said that's when you ought to praise Him. That's when you ought to magnify Him. That's when you ought to let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Oh, that men would praise God for His goodness unto the children of men. I'm just going to praise Him a little while this morning. Why, Brother Eddie? Because everything's going great? No, because God's worthy of it. Because He expects it. Because He requires it. And because He deserves it. Praise be to God. Hallelujah to the King of Kings. Lord, You're a Savior. You're a Healer. You're a Holy Ghost Baptizer. And You're my soon-coming King. I love You this morning. I thank you this morning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When's the right time to praise God? David said three times a day will I praise Him. I'll praise Him in the morning. I'll praise Him in the noontime. I'll praise Him when the sun goes down. 
Hallelujah to God. When's the best time to praise God? When you feel like it and when you don't. Uh, if I needed to be saved this morning, I'd be, I'd be like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, our son of David, don't pass me by, Lord. Don't pass me by. The best way I know to get his attention is to worship him. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. If I need to be healed this morning, I'd worship him. Amen. J. Iris, while Jesus was teaching, said there came a, a ruler, a certain man, a ruler of one of the synagogues, and J. Iris by name, his only daughter, 12 years old, at home at the point of death. And while Jesus was teaching, J. Iris uh, knelt at his feet and worshipped him. You know the best way to... Get the Lord to stop what He's doing this morning and, and to uh, uh, hear your petition, to hear your cry. He's begin to love Him. He's begin to praise Him. He's begin to magnify Him, exalt Him, and adore Him. Hallelujah. He's moved by your worship. Just as much as you're moved by one of your loved ones saying unto you that they love you. You ever had that grandbaby tell you they love you? Make your heart swell up big as a balloon. That's the way God's heart is when you tell Him you love Him. Hallelujah. I said that's the way God's heart is when you tell Him you love Him. How long's it been? How long's it been? <laughs> Let me move on. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him. In the firmament of his power. He's given somewhere to praise him. That's in his house. And in his presence. Not only did he give us something to praise him in. God gave us something to praise him for. <laughs> I said God gave us something to praise him for. Praise him for his mighty act. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Amen. David said, The heavens declare your glory. Hallelujah. The songwriter said, O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the things Thy hands have made. Think about it. Praise Him according to His mighty acts. He is the creator of the heaven and of the earth. Amen. I have a home prepared where the saints abide just over in the glory land. I long to be by my Savior's side just over in the glory land. He's the creator of the heaven and the earth. You see, when God began to create, uh, He had it uh, or He did it with you and mine. He did it with you and mine. Why is the earth the only known planet that is, you know, habitable for life? It, it, it's, it's the one place. You know, the name earth is Adama in the Hebrew. Adama. And when He named 
Adam, the man that he created, he named him Adam, which means red, earthy, or from the earth. And do you know the word Adama literally means red? I can tell you when you look at it, pictures of it from satellites and outer space, it's three quarters water the earth is, and it looks mostly blue with white cloud cover and a little bit of green land cover. It looks blue, but when God looked at it, he, he said red. Why? Because Jesus was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. When God was creating the earth, He was creating the earth conducive for man to live there and for that man to have fellowship with Him and for Christ to be the mediator between God and that man. To be the sacrifice, the offering for his sin. You said, you, you mean God created man, setting him up for the fall? No. But love isn't love if you make somebody love you. If you hardwire or program somebody to love you, that's not love. Brother Daniel, if I to make you love me, that's not love. But love is a willingness. It is a giving of oneself to someone else. That's what love is. And for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. God had to make man a free moral agent to where he could either choose to serve God or no. And God, knowing that the wages of sin would be death, God gave His only begotten Son He shed His blood, red blood, to purchase man's redemption so that if man ever decided to turn in repentance and give his heart back unto God, God would say, that's what love is. Hallelujah. It's not selfishness, but love is selflessness. That's what Jesus was saying. The Son of Man came not to the earth to be served, but to be a servant. God is love. As He was in the world, so are we. Hallelujah to God. You can't have love living on the inside of you and not manifest that love. Hallelujah. If Jesus lives in me, He's going to pour out of me. In what love? Praise Him according to His mighty acts. He made heaven and made earth with me and mine. You ought to praise Him for it. I said you ought to praise Him for it. He told Israel, I gave you the promised land, not for your righteousness, uh, but because I cast out the heathen that were in there for their wickedness. Uh, I'm giving you houses you didn't build. I'm giving you vineyards and, and gardens that you didn't plant. Uh, I'm, give, I'm giving you something that wasn't yours. I'm blessing you with my bounty, with my blessings, with my goodness. Uh, he said, I did it all with you in mind. Hallelujah. Listen, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But He planted man in the midst of the garden and gave Him dominion over it all. God gave it all to us. I said God gave it all to us. Do you know the provision that's in your pocket or in your wallet? The car you drove in, the house you live in, the clothes on your back, God gave that to you. Do you know the sound minds you got this morning to where you 
Think straight to where you know 2 plus 2 equals 4. God gave you that. There's a lot of people that don't have their right mind. There's a lot of people that don't have health in their body. There's a lot of people in the world that are starving to death and longing for their next meal. Praise God according to His mighty acts. God has been good to you. Hallelujah. 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 Thanks be to God. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. He's given us something to praise Him for. All the mighty things that I've done. And praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him because He's God. I said praise Him because He's God. I want to tell you, folk, when I wake up every morning, I, I, I think about the verse that uh, no matter how I feel in heaven right now, all the angels and the hosts of heaven are saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. The Lord God omnipotent reigns. After eight years of Democrats in rule, I mean idiots at their finest. Pardon the expression, but I'm telling you, people that have lost their their mind with sin and selfishness uh, and just the just the uh, the, the, the insane ideas that they come up with uh, to destroy themselves and others. Uh, the insane uh, ideas that they fight for. You know, the, 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 the transgender thing that they're up in arms over, right? Just some of the weirdest things. Uh, fight to save a well, but fight to kill a baby at the same time. Thanks be to God for His excellent greatness uh, and that God reigns and that God rules and that God is sovereign. God help us if it was turned over to the heart of a wicked man. But man is not in power. Man does not rule. Man is not in control. The earth is the Lord's and our God reigns this morning. Praise Him because He's on the throne. Praise Him because of His excellent greatness. Praise Him because He reigns in sovereign power with wisdom that is above all our ways or all our thinking. Thanks be to God. He gave him gave us something to praise Him in. And he gave us something to praise Him for. Hallelujah. And then last, He gave us something to praise Him with. Gave us something to praise Him in, His house and His presence. He gave us something to praise Him for, His mighty acts and His excellent greatness. I'll be a little honest. I'm surprised I've gotten this far that you haven't taken it away from me yet. Because that's how much we ought to be praising Him this morning. But since we're here, He gave us something to praise Him with. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. I don't have a trumpet here this morning. I wish old Tui was here. Anybody remember him? That boy could play a trumpet. My goodness. I wish he was here, Brother Tui, if you wind up hearing this online, because he could play a trumpet. But since I don't have a trumpet, and he said, Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet, the he told the prophet, 
He said, lift up your voice like a trumpet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and praise God with it. Hallelujah. I said, lift up your voice like a trumpet and praise God with it. Lift your voice like a trumpet. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. We know what the timbrel is. This little instrument right here. I'm not the best at playing it. Amen. I've been in some churches where every third person in the church has got one. They all play it out of rhythm and out of beat. Brother J.P. thinks one of these things is the curse of God right here. He said, oh, my God, one of those things just go up and down my spine. He said, I can't stand a tambourine. I don't want one in my church. He said, somebody's going to beat that thing out of rhythm, and it's all you can hear. I said, well, J.P., they sound pretty good when you're playing them in time and in rhythm. When somebody knows how to play one, when Miriam and the children of Israel crossed over the Red Sea, she had one. And the Bible said they grabbed the timbrels and they praised God. Because God had thrown Pharaoh, the horse, and the rider into the sea. And they were delivered and they praised God with the timbrel and they danced before the Lord. Amen. Oh, Brother Brian McDonald feels the same way. Amen. Tell you a funny story. Knowing how Brother J.P. feels about this, we went to a camp meeting together years ago in East Clover, South Carolina. One of the lay preachers in the church, wonderful brother. He's pastoring now, but at the time he was just a lay preacher. Well, he loved to play the tambourine. Had him a big old blue tambourine with a plastic face on it. I mean, it was it was jingles everywhere on it. He sat on the front row, and when they'd begin to worship God, I'm telling you, that man flat played the tambourine. I just beat on it just a, a little bit. He played it. Man, he'd play it doing this motion. He'd play it going around in a circle. He'd play it going up and going down. And when he got just happy enough, he'd play it and never miss a beat while he's dancing. <laughs> oh, Brother J.P.'s sitting right where Brother Daniel's sitting. I'm sitting right here. Hey, Amen. Our brother with the tambourine sitting right here. And the Holy Ghost got all over. He's a-dancing all around J.P. That tambourine's all in his face. And I'm just looking at him. Like that, don't you? Hey, Amen. Praise him with the timbrel. Amen. It'd be just noise if somebody wasn't praising God. I don't mind noise when that noise is praise, when that noise is worship. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, praise Him with the dance. Oh, Brother W.A. Blair, the overseer for the island of Jamaica was preaching in the camp meeting one night this week, and he made the statement. He said, there's no choreographed dancing in Jamaica. 
He said, for the dancing that we do, you don't need to practice. But when the Holy Ghost uh, come on you, He said, your feet uh, will go to dancing. I believe it. I believe it. Brother Eddie, I'm not a dancer. Well, Lord God, I sure ain't. I've never danced in my life. And I just look pretty foolish if I ever tried to dance to music. There's nothing foolish about praising God. There's nothing foolish about God moving upon you to such a place to where He sets your feet to dancing. As a matter of fact, David was so shouting happy that the ark of God was rolling back into town after a long absence. Saul had let it be stolen away under his... uh, or actually... uh, the, the high priest and his sons had allowed it to be stolen away. When Saul becomes king, he never seeks for that ark. He never asks God for his presence, for his power, for his anointing. But the first act of David is, I want that ark back. That ark belongs back in the, in the tabernacle. It belongs back in Jerusalem. And he went after it. We know the story. He went after it the wrong way. But after hearing how God had blessed the house of Obed-Edom. He searched the scripture and said, we're going to make two rods of Shittim wood and we're going to sanctify the priesthood, meaning we're going to pray, we're going to repent, we're going to seek God, we're going to dedicate and consecrate our life, we're going to live holy, we're going to walk holy, we're going to be holy, you're going to bear that ark on your shoulder. He said, in every six steps, we're going to stop and offer a sacrifice sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving unto our God. If it takes me the rest of my life, we're going to get that ark back in the house of the Lord. If it takes me the rest of my life, we're going to feel the presence and the power and the anointing and the victory in the house of the Lord again. So every six steps, they stop. I'm telling you, they had to have a herd of cows like you wouldn't believe. Every six paces they offered one unto the Lord. There's a blood trail from Obed-Edom's house all the way back to the house of the Lord. There's a blood trail from Calvary to Bible Way this morning. And you ought to praise God for the cross of Calvary. You ought to praise God every step you take. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm healed. I'm filled. I'm on my way to heaven. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that David took off his kingly garments. He took off his kingly robes. Amen. Why would he do that? Because he said, today I'm just going to be the servant. And the real king is coming behind me. The real king is what that ark represented. And the Bible said that while they went six paces and sacrificed, uh, that while they were making the sacrifice, uh, that David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Praise him, David, with the timbrel and with the dance. Glory be to God. You're acting like a madman. That's what Michael said. She said, you made yourself to look abased in the sight of the people. You acted like a foolish man. You looked ridiculous. He said, honey, that ark ain't been here since I was a boy. 
He said, it's on its way. If you thought I looked crazy today, you ain't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah. You let revival come to the house of God. You let your son or your daughter or your grandchild or your spouse get born again. You let Brother Joseph get eyes in his head. You let God work a miracle for somebody. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You ain't seen nothing yet. Glory to God. Praise Him with the timbre and with the dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. We got a bass player. We got a piano player. All of that was considered stringed instruments. He said, praise Him on those instruments. When you're playing that instrument, play it as unto God. Play it because God has asked it of you. Play it because God has required it of you. Amen. But just like the priest, amen, live right. Live right. And when you play that thing, God hears it. And God receives it as worship. God receives it as worship. Praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Somebody said, Brother Eddie, I can't play the tambourine. I can't play the, I, I can't play the stringed instruments. I can't play the organs. I can't play the drums. I can't play anything. I can barely even clap my hands to the right rhythm. Well, God said, I'm going to include you. I'm not going to leave you out. Let everything that hath breath, let everything that hath breath, if you've got breath in your body, then you can praise God. You don't have to have an instrument. You don't have to have a tambourine. You don't have to be able to dance. All you got to do is, if you've got breath, if you're breathing, you can praise God. Vocal cords. Amen. Your voice is a type of a stringed instrument. Vocal cords. You take that breath in, you exhale out. You do it in such a way. When, when air passes through your voice box, God designed your voice for one reason. He wasn't to curse somebody out. He wasn't to bless somebody out. It wasn't to talk junk, tell a lie, or make gossip. You want to know the reason God gave you a voice? Uh, is so you could say hallelujah. It's so you could say thanks be to God. It's so you could say praise the Lord. It's so you could say hallelujah. I, I love you Jesus. I worship you this morning. So you could call upon the name of the Lord. That's what God made your voice for. Let's stand all over this house as our...